Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky. With me, as always, is the maestro of Mail Order Mysteries, Eddie Guevara. And we also have that great horror magician with us once again, Chuck Caputo. What's up, guys? Hey, okay, pretty good. Awesome. So we got a great topic of conversation tonight, for uh, especially for the, the Halloween season coming in. But before we get started, let's take a quick moment to talk about some of our friends. And uh, we're going to start off this week with Sea Monkeys, our buddy Todd Machen. Hope he's doing well out there, and we'll have him on soon. But until then, head over to sea-monkeys.com for all your underwater sea monkey needs. They have great stuff there. Not just aquariums for sea monkeys, but they have t-shirts, postcards, x-ray specs, and a whole bunch of other goodies to spruce up your sea monkey aquarium. So that's sea-monkeys.com. Also, head over to YouTube. See our brother Chuck Caputo on his YouTube site. It's under Sherry Caputo, and that's C-H-E-R-I. And Chuck has some great videos under there. Check them out. They're not too long, but just enough to to get you going and wanting more. So head over to his site, subscribe to his channel, and like his videos. Also, while you're on YouTube, you might as well check out House of the Unusual site. We have uh, tons of new videos coming up every week. We have the new Chuck's Corner. It's a uh, a weekly insight on some magic, which we'll we'll talk to Chuck a little bit more about that. And we also have the Crypt of Classics uh, weekly pick. So what that is, is when I give you the creepy or the uh, Crypt of Classics creepy movie of the week for you to watch the following week, my little review will hit YouTube. So that way we could discuss, you know, what we liked, what we didn't like about the movie and, you know, any other comments that you'd like to put up about it. So, the first one that came up this week is The Ghoul, which we talked about last week. So head over to YouTube. I have my review of the, the movie The Ghoul starring Boris Karloff. Also, if you're in the, the market for some magic books or uh, hypnotic books, head over to 1878press.com. Our buddy Dave Haversat has a great online shop there for any type of magic book you are looking for. Also, the new issue of Scary Monsters, number 123, the harrowing haunted Halloween issue, is now for sale. Should be out in bookstores soon if it's not already there. Find that at your local bookstore. Head over to mymoviemonsters.com. It's up for sale there now. You could also get it with a bag and board for an extra dollar, so that's a great price. And this issue is fantastic. It is a glow-in-the-dark cover like we talked about last week. So when you put it under light... And then you shut off all the lights. You could see some ghosts on there that you wouldn't normally see under regular conditions. So go ahead and check that out, mymoviemonsters.com. And finally, we have stupidcomicsmagazine.com, and that's stupid spelled S-T-O-O-P-I-D. And this is the mashup of Farside, Cracked, and Mad Magazine all rolled into one. Some black and white comedy is absolutely fantastic. They are on their fourth issue, five overall, starting with number zero. So go ahead and check them out. Hopefully, issue number five will be on sale soon. That's stupidcomicsmagazine.com. All right, gentlemen, let's get into it. Chuck, we're going to start off with you. How's things going? And tell us a little bit about Chuck's Corner. Yeah, no no problem. Whoop, I'm picking up. Um, let me lower this. How does that, does that sound better to you guys? Is that okay? Yeah, it sounds good. Okay, cool. Yeah, you know what? I've been I've been keeping very busy. I mean, the month of October is really booked. I just did a show today, as a matter of fact, and I'm off tomorrow. Then I'll be working the rest of the weekend. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Chuck's Corner is fantastic. You know what? I enjoy doing it. You know, and my wife came up with a really cool idea. She said, "Hey, let's put the TV set on with the you know with a nice fireplace behind it." So yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've been talking about different subjects. You know, one's coming up for even uh, for the spooky season. You know, like I talked about some spooky magic and so forth. So it's actually kind of cool. And uh, yeah, so you know what, we've been uh, cranking those out in our spare time. It's been it, you know what, it's it, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, 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 the one thing I did want to mention, uh, Joe, I did pick up a copy of the Scary Monsters. Man, that's a that's a really, really cool uh, uh, synopsis in there, and the cover is great too. Like you said, uh, the one thing that really stood out inside 
you know what? Of course, I, I saw the article that you wrote, which is really great. Uh, uh, but there was one mention of of the haunting. You know what? I'm a very big fan of both of the movies. I, I think the original was 1963, 64, and then they they, they did the remake in maybe 1999 with uh, with Liam Neeson and uh, Owen uh, Wilson, I believe. But uh, yeah, those were those were great, great. And uh, I, I, the one in 1999 had such cool effects because they used a lot of CGI in there and everything. I mean, that was really phenomenal, man. Yeah, I, I love both. Both of those movies are good, but I'm always partial to the um, to the original. You know, and I was just reading the magazine the other day and came across the article. And I was like, man, I haven't seen the original movie in <laughs> probably 15 years. I said, that, that's something I definitely have to revisit but you know it might make an appearance on the crypto classics one of these weeks yeah that would be cool man you know what the whole story is neat you know what i mean it's based it, it was based off a book um i'm trying to think you wrote that back in 1959 or something it was it was actually uh shirley shirley jackson i believe wrote the yeah, book. shirley jackson yeah the haunting of hill house haunting of hill house yep yep yeah it, it's been a while and you know it's it's one of those movies where it's it, it's not really that frightening, but you, but it is, you know, mm -hmm. there's no like monsters or anything, but it, it really makes you think, you know, are, are these people, are they, are they hallucinating? Is it the house really haunted? I mean, it, it's, it, it definitely messes with your mind a little bit. Oh man. And I tell you what, wherever they filmed these movies there, that was some creepy looking, that was a creepy looking place, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I I love you know sets like that, and you know a lot of the movies I've really been watching lately have had some nice you know nice big haunted mansions or haunted castles, <laughs> and I, I really you know gravitate towards you know set pieces like that. I just I think they're fantastic. Oh, you're not kidding, man. You know what? Particularly the second one, you know that was a gigantic uh you know place and it uh you know what and uh, like i said the uh, cgi in there was unbelievable that was when when the statues came to life you know like the griffin and so forth and uh, yeah uh, that was that that was really something else you know what it, you know and almost uh, you know well with the first movie in 63 most actors and actresses are are, are now dead yeah there's a few that are still alive well you figure that was almost 60 years ago you know right and uh, you know, so in the 1999 one i haven't seen that one in such a long time. I have it on DVD and, you know, I've been wanting to revisit that too because it's, it's been such a, you know, a long time, but I remember really enjoying the movie and I know it, it didn't fare too well. Got, you know, a few golden raspberry awards or was yeah. nominated for a few, but I, I thought it was a, a decent movie, you know? I thought it was great, man. Yeah. You know, and uh, let's see, Catherine Zeta Jones uh, was in there too. She did a great job and right. uh, yeah, it was just a cool movie, man. Yeah. So Eddie, what's what's going on at House of the Unusual? I know you've been taking care of a lot of stuff there. So what's new? Well, like everything, I uh, just trying to trying to keep up with everything. It's it's a little hard though. Um, I'll tell you what though, everything that's happening is according like I always say it's going to be happening soon. Uh I'm working in the completion of the magic set uh where uh, I'm hoping to have it by early maybe mid November uh as early as possible so we can launch it for the christmas season uh that's the one that you know chuck has put together there and it has some fabulous magic tricks inside and i think uh i think it's going to be a hit uh the other thing i've been working on is i'm trying to add crypt of classics to the main page of the website and i'm having a little bit of uh some difficulties on it but i think it should be working soon so that of course joe when you tell everybody about crypt of classic they'll be able to come to our homepage and be able to watch each and every week a new movie that you're going to recommend them and of course you being the king of the movies you should recommend those that are perfect you know uh nail biting exciting uh whatever it is you know now what i was going to say when you guys are talking about haunted mansion reminds me that uh, just a week ago i was down uh, in walt disney and you know a lot of people say that march and april but when you go in march and april the lines are anywhere from two to three hours but when you go on um on a week like you know now the beginning of uh, october we had maybe 10 minutes or less in fact i went into the haunted mansion and when i came out i was doing it by myself the ride <laughs> and, and i just kept going around and around i, I did a total of six times 
I couldn't get enough of it. And and then, of course, I stopped because I said, these people are going to think I'm nuts, you know. But um, <laughs> I probably could have done another 10, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of my favorite things inside the Haunted Mansion, uh, I'm sure you guys have been in it, but there's a, a picture of a go of a ship. And when the light, lightning hits it, it turns into a ghost ship. So it's a lenticular picture that's there. And I've always I wanted to buy it. But, you know, I'm kind of reluctant to pay $279, what they sell it on eBay for. But I'm almost about ready to bite it because it's it's really a nice item. And if you put it into an old frame, I mean, you can't beat that, man. It's, it's a really, really sweet item to own. Um, and I was looking at it and I even recorded in, in some of the videos I took inside the Haunted Mansions I was going in which I'm planning to probably post one. I think with all the clips I did from the six times, I can make one really decent one, you know? Um, now, when you guys are also talking about the movies, like The Haunting and stuff, I wanted to bring this horror film, but I thought it was interesting. I, I picked it up on a, on Chiller Theater, the uh, convention, a couple of years ago, and it's called The Atomic Submarine. Now, it, what I think the, the movie is really a good movie. It had good writings. It, it, it's naturally not a bad movie. But I've said this before, which, you know, I think in other podcasts, but I thought what was funny is that when you see the submarine that they're sure see a little stick holding it up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> as it goes in the ocean. So it's kind of like, you, I, I'm sure you guys have seen the very first Superman. Yeah, oh, yeah. Superman. You ever seen when he flies? It, it's a stick and you could see the little character on top of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but Joe, I got to tell you, so far this year, my favorite top film so far has been The Old Dark House. You, I'm you, glad you, you liked that. That's definitely a classic, man. Yeah. I know, liked it. I actually checked that out last week, like I said, you know, since you guys were mentioning that. That really was. It was cool. It's amazing in the beginning when that car almost got hit by that mudslide and it went through. It's uh, that was some pretty good, that was some pretty good filming there. Wow! For the year, what I what I thought was funny though is being a car that old. You know, I mean, back in it was going through mudslides, it was going through everything, and nothing stopped it. it yeah, nothing stopped it. It's got those skinny tires. You'd think it would get hung up. Wow! <laughs> yeah, that that that's really amazing. You can tell actually, there's parts of it if you really look at it, Chuck model car that's they're pushing along you know it's a model i figure it's yeah a, a small <laughs> scale but it, but it's really cool though i mean the movie has i i don't know if they use like i think joe you mentioned this in um in your review that sometimes you think that they use the same settings because if you look at the old dark house uh, uh the house on haunted hill uh they kind of have that gothic castle like right appearance. right uh, the yeah, of the it? House of Usher. Yeah, well, just like with anything, you know, they always wanted to save money. So, you know, there were some movies that were filmed on location, but a lot of the times they went, took pictures or film of the location, came back to their studio and then, you know, recreated the sections that they wanted. And then, you know, they ended up using them for, you know, different movies over the years, which, you know, would definitely save money. And, you know, you could see them throughout the movies you know there's little differences here and there i mean the thing you got to remember is most of all is like when they build the columns and stuff i don't know if back then they used styrofoam in fact i don't even know if in the 1930s styrofoam was invented but um i know that when you go today a lot of times to those halloween shops like party city and stuff and you get any of those uh props they usually made of styrofoam but they look like real you know, like they look. Oh like yeah! Oh, they do. They're fantastic. Wow. Yeah, yeah especially you know, you put something like that in a black and white movie where you can't really tell, you know, the intricate details, and you put it in a certain situation, and it almost makes your mind believe that that's a well, it does make your mind believe that that's you know a real object. You know, if it's a club, a sword, or a knife, when here it's just you know something that's styrofoam or plastic. Let me tell you, um, it's it's not only that. It's what's really, and, and this is something I always, I, I I think back in before I even let's go back a few years. Let's go back to the mid eighties, late eighties. Uh, an ad one time in I'm not sure it was Popular Science that said 
Uh, build your own portable haunted house. Take it from location to location. It fits in back of a pickup. And somehow I'm like, wow, that's really cool. So I was going to send away for the plans. And somehow along the line, I never did. Um, I kind of regret that to this day, even though uh, I've you know, bought similar ads to that. But I'm not sure if it was the exact same one. But to me... Uh, you know, you, you build, uh, with especially with today's things, you can actually take a couple of sheet rocks if you have a 4 by 4 and build some type of portable haunted house, take it to one of those weekend flea markets and, and charge people to go in, you know? Well, that, That'll be phenomenal. Well, that's your new project, Eddie. You need to build a portable haunted house. <laughs> uh, house of the unusual and hit up your local flea market. <laughs> that, that's that's my project. been trying to do that. You want to know what's uh, really funny about that? That I... um. There was a, you know, bringing, this is where I got this idea back in, I don't know, a year, I, I guess probably there was a, and I mentioned this before that I went into a carnival and there was this 24 foot straight job and the 24 foot straight job, you know, a truck they had converted into like, they called and it had kind of like when you go into the, and we talked about the different amusement parks in New Jersey and in, you know, Pennsylvania and stuff where they had the tunnel that it spins. And well, anyway, they had that inside the truck. And when you went in from the front, you walked into the back and you had the thing spinning. So supposedly they called the black hole. Then another thing that I found fascinating is that they had like the UPS trucks, but the ones that are a little bit extended. This lady had an entire beauty shop, not a beauty shop, a boutique built into that. And you would, you know, she opened the two back doors, you climb up the stairs, she had the cash register, she had a fitting room, and it was a really, really nice shop on wheels. And I've always been really, and one of the things that actually brought me to that, you know, to liking stuff like that was when I was young, I saw one time in a gas station, a Mack truck, the Mack tools pull up. And the guy opens the back thing and he's got a whole shop in there with a cash register and everything. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Speaking of haunted attractions, you, I I was thinking the other day, you know, it seems like over the last 10, 15 years, a lot of the haunted houses during Halloween have been, I I guess, decreasing in the amount that's around. Cause I I remember back in the, you know, the nineties and even real early two thousands that, you know, every corner you turn in October, there'd be a, a different haunted house or a different type of haunted oh, attraction. Yeah. yeah. And now it doesn't seem like there's really much around and you don't really see them advertised any place, at least here in Northeast Ohio. I don't know if you guys, you know, are seeing the, the same thing around where you guys live. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like you said, 20, 25 years ago, there was even like, you know, the local Boy Scouts would like, you know, they run out of like a like a space somewhere like in a, in a building and it and it put together that, you know, you know what it it didn't turn out to be the greatest haunted house, but they would put together to, to raise some money, you know, for the Boy Scouts and things of that. And they, they were coming up all different all different places you know uh but, uh but now the ones that are in existence they they tend to be the the more professional ones and they do charge a lot of money i mean wow yeah. the entrance to get into these things is phenomenal yeah it seems like they've they've gone to real you know there might be in a general area one real big one and then that's kind of it you know mm-hmm. back uh, you know back 20 25 years ago there was you know, you would have a big one somewhere, but then there would be small ones all the place yeah. all over. You would have, well, you know, a witch walk or some organization would have one going, but not not anymore. No, you're right. Here, here's what I think it's uh, in my area, for example. My area um, before COVID, I think there were like five haunted houses per neighborhood for some reason. Um, it, two years ago, it got really, really high. Now this year, you know, it got a little kind of lame, but the only thing that's happened this year is that people are going to, in fact, it's been online. People have been complaining that they're going to Home Depot, they're going to Lowe's to buy Halloween stuff and and everything's sold out. Uh, People, for some reason, are just buying in quantities any type of Halloween item or, or, you know, seasonal item because I think they're just into decorating this year. But one thing I'm going to tell you guys that you guys maybe not know much about, but if you go, say, for example, in my area, there's Sleepy Hollow, which is upstate New York. It's about an hour from my house. And they put in, uh, especially down in um, Salem, Massachusetts and stuff, they put a lot of haunted house and performances. 
uh, during the Halloween season. And, and some people that have gone there tell me it's phenomenal. They do hay rides. They do all that stuff. Now, what I'm going to say is that, especially like, let's say, for example, if you go to Lake George, where I've gone with um, David, there's two haunted houses right there. Walk through. Uh, I'm more like uh, my favorite haunted houses are the ones, of course, you ride in the doom buggy, which really no longer really exists anymore. Uh, but, you know, one thing that I know has gone up more than ever, especially because I was just in, in uh, by Florida and I went to one of the um, the souvenir shops by the where we were staying in the timeshare place we were staying. Yeah. And it's loaded. <clears throat> with St. Augustine ghost tours and this and that ghost tours. And they charge like $38, $40 a person to go on those things. Yeah. It's oh, wow. crazy. It's crazy, man. Yeah. They're making, and if you go to Boston, Massachusetts, right next to the uh, famous uh, constitution Inn where the actual USS constitution ship is, which is still an active battleship. Um, of course it's 200 years old, but it, they still have it there and it's the oldest and it's, it's a phenomenal piece to be on, to be honest with you. I've been on it. It's it's just an awesome, beautiful ship that's got about two inches of polyurethane on the wood. But um it's 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 a really beautiful piece. And um But you know what, Eddie, you were you were mentioned uh Halloween decorations, people buying them. I was at local big lots uh last week and they had one aisle of Halloween stuff and then their big open area and the um the shelf surrounding it with all was all christmas stuff christmas decorations trees and everything and i'm like it ain't even halloween yet why the heck are they putting out christmas stuff they they shouldn't do that wow they've been doing they've been doing that for the last three or four years and but what i was telling you though is um you know the the constitution is when i came out there was ghost tours (laughs) there's like a thing that to sign up but I'll tell you one thing when you said, you know, Big Lots. I went to Big Lots about two weeks ago, a little bit before, like a couple of days before I went to, some, you know, down to Orlando. And one of the things that got me kind of pissed off was they had a coffin with a skeleton in it, really nice. And the skeleton supposed to get up and lie down, you know, really cool. And it was uh, 30% off. I don't know why it was 30% off. It wasn't, I mean... But I'm trying to buy it, and they didn't want to sell it to me. Oh, that's the display <laughs> model. I said, what do you mean you can't sell it to yeah. me? Do, do you have, oh, I don't know if we're going to get any in. So if you're not going to get any in, what do you what do you have it displayed for? You know, why do you put a price on the damn thing? We, we, you know, I went to, uh, I was at Target the other day, too, with my wife. And, I, you know, we were going to look at the Halloween stuff. There was hardly anything there. I mean, the shelves were absolutely bare, and they had the tags on. So there had to have been. That's what I'm saying. There at one point, but there was, I mean, there was nothing, no costumes, no decorate. There was, I mean, there might've been two or three items, you know, on, on a row of shelves. And I'm like, where the heck is everything? Cause you know, a few years ago they had the, um, they had a contract with the universal studio. So they had, um, some of the universal monster stuff, uh, mainly Frankenstein. They had some Wolfman uh, stuff and mummy, but you know, they only got a limited supply of that. And once it was sold out, they got, no more in and then the following years they never got anything like that and it seems like the stuff they are getting in is just very very cheap and it's very very expensive yeah right i i did notice that you're right yep i I, I haven't bought halloween decorations since target had the um the universal monster decorations and i keep those up pretty much year round around my house most of them are in my bedroom but I, you know, when it comes for Halloween, there's not really much that I decorate except the outside because my insides, you know, I'm Halloween almost, you know, year round. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, if I was somebody, you know, say a young couple or something that just moved into, you know, their first house and they wanted to start getting decorations, there, there's nothing out there for them. You know, I, I'm grateful that I, I bought stuff over the years and, you yeah. know, just my, my regular horror and sci-fi stuff you know is is up year round and i have an abundance of it but you know if you're you're somebody that's young and you're just you know you need to get decorations for your new apartment or house man there's slim pickings out there you got to really look definitely hey but if you go back to the haunted houses you know like the haunted attractions that's you know that's that's a relatively new concept i mean you know here in pittsburgh 1974 maybe 75 was when one actually started it was on the north side of pittsburgh 
and it was for the March of Dimes. And I was maybe 10, 12 years old. And I heard on the radio, it said, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, come uh, join us at the at the March of Dimes haunted house here in the Pittsburgh North Side. You know what? And so I asked my dad, who's driving the car, I said, what the heck is that? He said, I don't know. It must be something new. That was when it all started here anyway, by 1974, 1975. And it just took off from there. You know, so. Yeah. You know what? And, and, and I listen to the radio probably more than I watch TV. And I don't even hear advertisements on the radio anymore for haunted houses. And they used to be, I mean, come mid-September, that's all you would hear. You know, every yeah. 15 minutes would be advertised yeah. for haunted houses. And now it's, yeah. man, if you hear one every couple hours, you're lucky. Oh, yeah. And they got very complex over the last 10 years or so. I mean, they use a they use a lot of actuators. Like you could you could hear the pistons firing off, you know, when you, you know, when you step on the actuators and everything. I mean, they, they got really, really complex, man. They got really nice. I guess that's why they... They charge so much to get into these things. Yeah, and, th- and that could be the downfall of them too. Is you know charging so much because you know people don't have that disposable income like they used to. And who's going to spend you know fifteen twenty bucks? Oh you yeah, know, go to haunted house because you got a family of four or five that goes there. You're you're looking you know hundred dollars or more. Oh yeah, one place a couple years ago, my son took my wife and I, and he brought his girlfriend, which he since married her. They got married a, a few weeks ago, but uh. 35 bucks a person to get in okay but oh, then wow. you could, but then you could upgrade it like you know like to like a like a vip line where it doesn't it doesn't take nearly as long uh you know what it was so crowded was so that's what we did so we put an extra 15 i think it was 15 bucks so it was 50 bucks a person you know what i mean it was like holy smokes by the time we went through there you know my, my wife and i spent a hundred dollars yeah, then you got then you got to get you know if they have snacks you got to get you know hot <laughs> apple cider or elephant ear or something you know if they have it so I mean you're 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 spending you know quite a lot of money and I I was thinking too you know because um I'm getting kind of excited because the new Halloween movie comes out this Friday so I'm you know it's one of my favorite film oh. franchises you know of slasher movies absolutely and it, it's been a couple of years since i've been to the movie theater so i, I don't think it's streaming anywhere so I, i'm gonna probably go be sitting in the movie theater by myself unless i could drag a buddy out but, <laughs> you know i'm wondering you know how much are movie tickets now because they you know they've been continuously going up you know i think the last time i went to a theater it was you know 15 17 dollars or so yeah. to you know, to get in. And then if you get something to drink, popcorn and all that, you're looking at $30. Oh, you yeah. know, actually in my area, they haven't really, they didn't go up at all. It's uh, till, still 10 50 a person. And this is, I think, um, oh, that's Regal, not bad. Regal cinema. Yeah. But what they get you is when you go inside, you order freaking uh, a ton oh. of popcorn and stuff. It's, like, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's you, crazy. You know, it's you, you can't really blame them because they don't make any money off of the movie. You know, they no. they make a pittance off of that. So they have to, you know, upcharge the, you know, the snacks and all that. And then, you know, I, yeah, we all, you know, complain about it. But if we didn't buy those, if people didn't buy them and they didn't have those prices, there would there would really be no movie theaters because they yeah. they don't make anything off of the movies come there. So they couldn't, you know, rely just off of that. You know, when I was back in June at the... um at the Vandergriff drive-in for the monster bash there. And they, um, they had their concession area and they, you know, it's regular price, like a, a movie theater. But I was talking to one of the ladies that runs it. And she said, that's how that they are able to stay open is mm-hmm. from either donations or their snacks at the, um, at the concession stand. Yeah, because otherwise movies, they, they don't get anything. Oh, hey, how about the worst part when you go see a movie indoor at a theater you know what i always try to sit away from people if it's possible i swear there were, there was one woman one time she kept saying don't go in there don't go in there oh, come <laughs> on. i was like holy smokes will you keep quiet you know what i mean people that's why I, I tried if i go to the <laughs> to the movies when i when i did go it was usually in the afternoon you know, during the week when kids would still be in school or yeah, people yeah. would still be at work. So I'd go in there and it'd be me and, you know, five other people. And I would sit, you know, way all the way at the top, in the back, in the middle. And oh, that's just great. From everybody. But yeah, you hit like a Friday, Saturday or oh. Saturday matinee. You get all the kids in there and it's just, oh, it, it's, it's bad. You it's know, terrible. that used to happen a lot in my area, to be honest with you. Um, and I used to go to the movie theater almost every week. 
And in fact, right before COVID, uh, I had a habit that when any time a good movie came out and opening day was always midnight, me and my friend, my son and stuff would go in at 12 midnight and watch most of the films. Um, usually, and there's like 14 plex. There's one that's 22 plex, like, you know, 22 movie theaters. Wow. And they're literally about a mile away from my house. I have a, a 16 plex. And... Um, the thing with it, though, is I never really had a, a situation. I know back in the in the 80s and stuff, you go to the movie theaters, like, you know, regular movie theaters in New York, whatever, you had kids screaming or whatever. But I never, you know, you go in, it's very professional. People are just quiet. Everybody leaves. And the movie theater is packed. I'm talking about where there's absolutely no seats available. Wow. Now, I'm going to tell you guys one thing. If you really want to enjoy one particular film in the movie theater, which blew my mind, this was the movie that Sandra Bullock did. If I'm, was it called Gravity? The one. Oh that yeah, yeah, where she's in space. Yeah, it's Gravity, right? So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I sat. Now this was 3D. I sat in the very, very first row, where I'm looking right above at this 40 foot <laughs> screen. My friend, when Sandra Bullock landed on the beach there and stuff, I almost caught her with my arms. <laughs> that was the most phenomenal the film itself when you watch it home it's kind of like okay you give it four stars not five yeah, yeah but if you watch it in 3d the effects on that film were phenomenal but the idea is to watch it right up front well you know, well, you know what eddie and chuck i i have the i have the perfect antidote for the theater experience you What's guys that? ready? Yeah. I have the perfect antidote. So if you're someone out there like, you know, you, you don't like the theaters, you don't like going out there, I got the per I got the perfect antidote for you. And oh. it's the Crypt of Classics. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so this week for the Crypt of Classics, if you're like us and you have some issues at the movie theater, you can't get out there, afford it, man. I have the movie for you this week. And you could sit in the comfort of your own home in your living room, grab a hot cup of coffee or a cold pop. And you could find it online, or you probably got it on DVD. I know it's usually in one of those uh, 50 movie DVD bundles that you could find for fairly cheap at the store. But this week's movie for the Crypt of Classics is The Devil Bat, 1941. And I tell you what, we were talking about some, you know, haunted castles and all that set pieces. This one absolutely does the job for that. So The Devil Bat was released by Producers Releasing Corporation on December 13th. 1940 in the United States and on April 25th, 1941 in London and stars Bella Lagasse as mad scientist, Dr. Paul Carruthers. The film was directed by Gene Yarbrough and produced by Jack Gallagher. Runtime of one hour and eight minutes and is based on an original story by George Bricker and turned into a screenplay by John Thomas Neville. As a chemist and physician, Dr. Paul Crothers is insulted by his employers and vows for revenge. He creates large bats from ordinary ones and trains them to be drawn to a new aftershave. Once his target applies the aftershave, Dr. Crothers unleashes the bat to attack and kill. Two reporters, Johnny Layton, played by Dave O'Brien, and his photographer, One Shot McGuire, played by Donald Kerr, arrive and begin to unravel the mystery. So this film is an absolute fantastic film from 1941. Oh, I'm sorry, 1940. And it has some great set pieces. If you're like us and you like those castle set pieces and um, and uh, secret passages and, and secret rooms, this is the film for you. Uh, it does have a uh, sequel that came out in 1946 called The Devil bat's daughter which stars rosemary laplanche as dr crother's daughter however bella lagasse is sadly not in the movie also if you want a little bit more about this movie i did an article on scary monsters number 119 filmmaking behind the screams issue and i talked a little bit about all the secret passages and hidden doorways within the movie so definitely check this one out you could find it on youtube and like i said you probably got it sitting on your dvd shelf and hey forget the movie theater sit at home you got all your your snacks and your your comfort foods there and pop in the devil bath from 1940 wow that's what do you think you guys ever seen that one no i've never seen it i'm gonna check that out man good film of course i saw it because it's bella lugosi 
You know, uh, when you're talking about uh, y- uh, that you also mentioned with the Scary Monsters cover, I-, I forgot to mention to you, you guys do realize that the book Mail Order Mysteries by Kirk Damaris, when you turn off the lights, the cover has uh, glow-in-the-dark uh, features, right? No, I did not know that. Oh, no. my God. Are you kidding me? It has the little ghost, the Johnson Smith ghost in the binding. And in the back, it has like a spiral hypnotic uh, thing. And in the front, it has, yeah. If oh. you turn off the light, the book will grow in the dark. That that's. Uh, I will check that. Out. I will now, check that out. Wow, I didn't. Know. Yeah, well, we've only been talking about the book for a year, so you know, it, it, you just mentioned it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, oh, that's we'll have to check I'm that out. Wow, a lot of people don't don't see that, but uh, you know what? It's kind of like the same thing with scary monsters. Now, the thing with scary monsters, my stupid Barnes and Noble here decided because they're they're putting corporate on board that they are not carrying a lot of the books right now. And uh, Scary Monster has uh, been missing from the shelves for the last four or five months now. Well, you need to go there with a pitchfork and a torch and tell them to get that <laughs> book on the shelves. Yes, hey, but, uh, until you, but until you do that, I got you covered with uh, the current issue and the last one. So, you know, I they, they should be co- – as soon as I could uh, I could pick up the, the newest one at my Barnes & Nobles, I'll ship them out to you. But in the meantime, get your pitchfork and torch and <laughs> head over there and tell them what you want. Exactly. I was going to take the whole towns with me, you know, there, there you go. <laughs> you got to take the townspeople, you know, and then everybody. But I'll tell you one thing, though. The devil bat is when you mentioned that film is it's really a nice film. It's uh, it's 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 best, you know, he's got yeah, that he, look, he, his eyes. Uh, he he his, plays his, a perfect his, mad scientist. Absolutely. Right. And, and you know, what's so funny is that throughout the years, because of Bella Lugosi, every Dracula, no matter who it is, has to have an accent, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. You're right. But, but I tell you what, when you watch The Devil Bad, there are a few times where, you know, if you if you find a nice, clean copy, I I think the one I watched uh, last was on Blu-ray. and Blu-ray or was a, a remastered DVD? I can't remember. But you could see the... Um, the wires used for the bat. So yeah, you, you could, if you get a remastered version, just, you know, keep that in mind. You will see the wires, but if yeah. you watch the one on uh, YouTube, it's a little bit um, not as clean and it, you could still kind of see them there if you're really looking, but I mean, it, it's a, it's a fun movie. You know, it's only an it, hour it, and eight minutes. It goes by quick and it's, it's a blast. It, it is a good film, but you know, one thing I was going to tell you too, when you say my favorite, one of my favorite characters is Dracula was the Count, you know, the puppet from Sesame Street. Oh, <laughs> I used to was, love him. He was hilarious. He oh. was hilarious. Do you know why they called me the Count? Because, But he always had the Bela Lugosi accent. And yeah. The yeah. Thing about oh, him, yeah. If you look at him sideways, when he stands sideways, he looks like Bela Lugosi. Yeah. And, and I thought that that was funny, you know, that I said, wow, they make a... But the other thing, and I'm sure you guys got to remember this. I know maybe, Joe, you, you don't. You're not going to remember it. But Chuck... Do you remember when they had the electric company? Oh, absolutely. And you had Morgan Friedman as uh, Vincent, the Vin- yep. vegetable vampire. Yep. Oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He hey, was but scary, you, man. He was very scary. You know what, Eddie? You, you bringing up uh, Dracula and vampires. You know, I, I just remembered because I, I'm doing an article for another uh, magazine on. Um, monster characters and breakfast cereals, which is has been absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, that's an interesting topic. Yeah, I, I was I, I bought a book um a couple weeks ago, and it's it's huge. It's a huge book. I mean, there's like almost 500 pages, and it's the complete history of breakfast cereals. And there are tons and tons of photos in there. So, if you guys could find you know find to go on eBay or Amazon, just type in or type in breakfast cereal book and it'll pop up it's a yellow cover they're they're getting harder to find because there's a limited print but if you if you're really into cereals check this out check the book out but um going into it i i didn't realize and i had text eddie um a couple days ago i bought a uh a box of cereal it's called monster mash um and it has all the count chocula frankenberry booberry uh, Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy on the front. They're all playing instruments. Well, here, I didn't even realize it, is that this is the 50th anniversary of Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and wow. Booberry, who came out in 1971, where uh, Fruit Brute came out in 1974, and Yummy Mummy in 1988. But they have the um, the anniversary edition boxes out on the shelves now. I didn't pick up the single ones, 
because they had just some real large ones and I didn't want I didn't want to pay five bucks just for the box and give away the cereal because I don't eat the cereal but I was they do have smaller ones out that I'm gonna look for but I did buy the monster mash one and it is it's beautiful artwork on it and it has all of them on the front playing a music instrument and it says you know 50th anniversary but yeah I didn't even I didn't even realize that I'm sure Eddie did because he's real big into uh you know the monster well, characters I'll, with the boxes I'll tell you what when I was a kid I used to love the commercial for the monster cereals and all that and I was the kid that never ate cereal in my life I hated cereal still do but I used to tell my grandmother I would eat it, and I just wanted it for the toy inside. And then I take wow. out the toy. And, <laughs> I think uh, we all. I think we but, all did that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'll tell you one thing, though. I have bought for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. I bought every single edition of the monster cereals when they come out. Now they usually in Target and stuff. They usually have like two fifty a box or whatever. So what I did is when I saw the monster mash, I. You know, I was buying one of each, and I saw the Monster Mash. Because if you guys know, in the back, you can actually download songs. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And I, I'm actually going to record them just to have them, and you know, record it. Because, uh, but the thing is with the cereal is that I was going and I picked up one of each, and, and they didn't have the Count Chocolate small box. They had sold out. So what I did is I, I bought the larger box of Count Chocolate in, in Target instead of Shoprite where. I had gotten the other ones. But uh, one thing is when I'm walking, I, I realized with the Monster Mash, I'm like, wait a second. If you guys remember when Fruit Brute came out, it only lasted about, I don't know, a year or two. And then they, they stopped making it. And Yummy Mummy, the same thing. You know, those boxes demand pretty good money. Some of them go yeah. for as much as two to $300. Now, I'm one of those kids that actually have copies of each of those. In fact, I think I have like three original Yummy Mummies and like two food because I used to buy them each and every year. Uh, what I do to force myself to eat them, uh, and right now this is going to make you laugh, is uh, what I'm about to say is I, I'll, I'll put them into the blender and I'll mix them in with milk and put a banana or something and just drink it. And this way <laughs> I, I, I finish the box like in three, three drinkings because I, I fill it up to the very top, the blender, and you know, so it, it takes half the box right there, but well, let me ask you this, Eddie. You you were probably like me at, at Target with your cereal boxes. Now, I had a I looked through their whole shelf. I found the most prestige one I could find that you know had no dings, no dents exactly. in it. And then I took it to the cash register, and I would not let the lady touch it. I made her scan it, and I grabbed my own bag and put it in my own bag because it, it couldn't be with anything else. And I didn't want, you know, them to, to dent it or ding it. Cause then I'd have to go back to the aisle, find another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, what, what kind of funny is I, I walked up and down. I started thinking about the monster match. And I said, man, this thing is going to be a special edition. Then I'm going to put it out again. So I bought eight boxes. And the reason I bought eight boxes, cause I called my friend on the phone and I go, Hey Jim, you know that, uh, and by the way, now that I say friend, uh, shout out to Jim and Charlie and uh, also to my little grandson, Lucas, who's going to be hearing this show tomorrow because he wanted to kind of help me on tonight with it. And um, but anyway, um, Jim goes to me, are you going to send the guys to any of that? And I started, I said, wait. So I went ahead and I bought eight boxes of the thing. So I go, <laughs> I go home. And then when when Joe, when you showed that you had, it, I'm like, you guys can get in your own supermarket. It makes no sense to pay six seven dollars to ship a box out there you know it's, yeah yeah definitely. you know but what i, I tell did you what was I, I tell you what was cool too is uh it was that todd sent us a picture of a uh, quisp and, and i didn't even know that they were still making quisp yeah, cereal yeah, yeah definitely well they, they stopped for a while <laughs> quisp came back about five or six years ago and i i used to love quisp as a kid for whatever reason the propeller in the head like yeah i, I thought it was cool <laughs> to buy a hat with a propeller you know but the, I haven't the, had Quisp cereal in probably 30 years, man. <laughs> you can get it in Target. They sell it in Target. They Isn't sell it out. Um, I actually bought another box that's in my trunk right now. If you want, Joe, I'll, if you don't find any, I'll ship it over to you at least. But um, yeah, I'll have to let you know. I gotta. I'm gonna check Target next time I'm out there and see if uh, if they have it just for the just for the box. I, like I said, I won't. I won't eat the cereal. Usually, I'll, I'll give it away to somebody I work with that has you know kids or something, but. It, I just want the box. I mean, like you said, that character is absolutely fantastic. Well, when I opened all my boxes and I have eight boxes of cereal plus the other four, 
That's a total like 12. How do I? I said, man, I got to get rid of the cereal before my wife finds out I bought so many boxes. <laughs> so my, my daughter's uh, boyfriend comes by and says, hey, you like it? Boom. I gave him two of the Monster Mash. He take two. <laughs> and then my son came and I gave him two more of the, um, they, they made a special edition Haunted House one. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's orange and it uh, has bats in it. And I think it's. Um, yeah, that came out, what, a f- couple years ago, didn't it? No, no, it came out, but it came out this year, but a, a new version. So I bought two of those oh. boxes, and uh, they're uh, peanuts, I think it is. Not, not, yeah, peanut or something, peanut crunch. Uh, they're bats. But anyway, I took that, and I, I gave those two to my son, and I hit the other boxes, and I still have four in my trunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I thought I think um Count Chocula did a box like that a couple years ago. It was orange with black bats on it and it had kind of like a um oh, I I remember have, that. That yeah, cool. it had almost like a some kind of um um like a tinfoil type thing on the front, I believe. It was it was pretty intricate. I have it. I have those boxes. You you want to know which is the best one of all though? Tricks. Tricks is for kids. Came out with a hypnotic um they had this commercial a couple of years ago and the, the rabbit was hypnotized. So they came out with, uh, on the box itself with a, with a, with a pair of spiral eyes that looked like the hypno coin we sell. And it had two, you know, small. So I went ahead and I bought two boxes of that, of course. And then you could send away for a pair of hypno glasses that in reality was just a pair of sunglasses with a spiral on it. <laughs> it, it, didn't, it, it wasn't like the hypnotic glasses, you know, that, Dunninger made back in the 1960s through um, Transcience, which Todd is, is, you know, which we have a couple of those. I mean, I have like three of those pairs, but the um, the hypnotic glasses, you, you had to buy four box tops or something and pay like four hours to order it. So I remember the, the stunt I, I pulled was I, I bought one, sent away for it, of course. <clears throat> but since I didn't want to cut the boxes out, you know. What I did is I called up the company and said, hey, I ordered this about two months ago and I still haven't received it. Oh, we'll send you out another one. And I did that twice and I got three pairs. From the boxes, you know? <laughs> I, I tell you what, the, with the boxes, I'm really looking for. And um, I know we've talked about it before is that in 1987, uh, Count Chocula had a box with Bela Lugosi as Dracula on it. And Frankenberry had a box with Boris Karloff as Frankenstein on it. Now, the Dracula one, pretty easy to find on eBay. Usually there's one or two, sometimes three up there. They go anywhere for $100 to $200. But there was one of the um, the Frankenberry one that I've seen, and it just sold the other day for $400. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm, su- I'm surprised that I have those. I actually have a call. You know, Joe, I, I don't want to put my hopes up and promise you anything because I don't know where I have them. I haven't seen them in years, but I did buy them when they came out. They were two fifty a box, and I obviously picked two of each. Um, the my favorite old time was, of course, Booberry. Yeah, uh, that, there was, was, that was my they favorite. Stopped, yeah, they stopped making Booberry uh, in the nineteen. We introduced them a couple of years ago. One of those boxes, the Booberry boxes, that. You know, the last one they made back in the 80s goes for a lot of money. But if you get and I have also the characters, I have like um, two, three inch hard plastic, you know, characters of Booberry and the originals. And one thing that I, I one of the most sought after boxes of which you don't even see them. I've never seen one on eBay. I've seen the records that came in back of them was Honeycomb. Honeycombs used to have flexi records in the back that you cut out and they were. Oh, I remember. I remember that. I remember those. Okay. <laughs> I have I have one original box that was sent to me from the guy who runs the archives for post serials for honeycombs. And they sent me one of the original boxes by mistake or whatever it was. And it's never been, you know, open, whatever. And I also have all the flexes because I bought them on eBay. 10 15 20 dollars a piece and i bought all the ones that were produced but if you get a box like that on ebay it's probably gonna do about a thousand bucks wow uh, because it's it's very to come by and let me tell you something one of my dreams and the reason i was so involved with cereals when i joined forces with lou weiss in the fun factory in 1989 i contacted um now so that you guys understand what happened with the cereal the incentives in them 
In the 1980s, the government started cracking down in what they felt was fraud or mail fraud in the sense materials and false advertising for kids or anything that was geared to kids. And what happened was, and, and this is true, anytime a cereal box would show on TV a character or whatever, like I, re I remember there was this Frankenstein and Dracula that would walk that it also came in honeycombs and it had like a little ball with a string and then you put the string over the side of the table, it would table. Right. And they showed it and you thought it was like two inches tall, but when you got the thing, it was about the quarter. So uh, those are the things that, you know, that they started cracking down. So it got to the, the companies were being sued by the Federal Trades Commission and they stopped making incentives for cereals. But before in the, in the 70s, that's all cereals had, especially crack jocks. The toy in the box or the toy inside is what sold the product. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I tried contacting General Mills to see about putting the seven foot ghost in the cereal. But I was going to have like a plan on how to make it. I forgot what I exactly. And I did it with Lou Wise. And I still have the letter from General Mills where they said they were interested. They wanted, a, I have it there. The lady who wrote me said, you know, it sounds like an interesting, it would be nice to bring that back to the cereals again. The only problem is, is I never completed the item. You know, I never completed. I mean, I had the ghost, but you can't put a ghost inside a cereal. Uh, so I was asking, you know, to see. But the problem with that is anytime you deal with companies like General Mills and stuff, they want you to have several thousands in stock. Oh, yeah. That, that they can. In other words, you have to sign up for David that if the orders come in and you don't fill them, you can be in big trouble. You know, you, you might be liable. But I kind of didn't pursue it, but it's it kind of entered my mind recently when I was looking at quiz for the House of the Unusual. It would be nice to because Quaker is a company that, you know, it's it's still powerful. It, it's uh, they make uh, obviously oatmeal, Quaker oats and all this. And they make the Quisp cereal. Now, Quisp has been in business for since the 1970s. And they're kind of lame. There's nothing in the box that would incite a person to buy. So I was thinking of calling them and introducing something for the House of the Unusual a magic trick or something that could be in there. Cause I think it would be phenomenal if we are, you know, we can manage to pull that off. That would it be would, cool. Yeah. It would, it would be cool. Hey, I'll tell you what, all this talk of the cereal brings back memories way back when I was a kid, man, I used to love booberry, you know, and I used to drink a lot of the Nestle's quick. I used to love the strawberry. That was, that was phenomenal. You know, you know, but this, but the sad part, when you get older, all that stuff is, I got yeah. type, I got type two diabetes. I take metformin. I got to watch my sugar, so I just eat like cornflakes. You know, I, I eat the real bland stuff now. <laughs> so that's the sad part about it. Yeah, with my, yeah, with my diet, I I don't yeah. you know regular cereals. I get like a um like a gluten free organic vegan <laughs> too, and you know there there are some out there that are that are very good, but some it tastes like you're eating cardboard and all oh. that. And I just I look at some of these cereals and I'm like, oh, I would just love a bowl of that. But then I know I'd feel like crap after. Yeah. I'm also I'm you also uh, I'm also celiac, Joe. I you know what I have celiac, so I can't I can't eat gluten, you know. And you know what? Try being Italian and you can't eat pasta. Oh you know yeah, I could imagine. Oh, that's yeah, like the this. worst the worst thing in the world, man. I got to eat gluten free pasta like corn base or rice base. Oh, is it nasty? <laughs> you you know what you what you forgot to mention, Joe? That I'm I mean, Joe um, Chuck. That I'm going to blow your mind with. Do you remember when you said obviously you said um, strawberry quick, Nestle quick? Don't you remember that, that all the Nestle quicks in the '70s had inside a sticker or something that you got for free? Yep. Oh yeah, I remember that. And okay. and my parent and my parents would get soap powder at the local store, a box of soap powder, and there'd be a towel, a towel in there. I don't know if you remember that, but they used to look forward to the different designs of the towels. There'd yeah. Oh towel wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No. So they used to pull out a big towel. It's hey, look at this. This is a nice design. But here's <laughs> the other one you forgot. Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread always used to have either baseball cards in them. Oh yeah, they had a set of magic cards back in the seventies that you would buy Wonder Bread, and each of the Wonder Bread would have a, a magic card inside that did a original magic cards. But Wonder Bread, I used to buy Wonder Bread just because of that. I didn't at the time Wonder Bread, um, <laughs> but th that's what I'm saying. People forgot that all that stuff had the toy, 
and that's what attracted us kids into it. Oh, and of absolutely. course, the parents would buy it for you. You know, you know what? Yeah. Even even Cracker Jacks used to have cool toys in it. Now, oh. if you if you get them, you might get a little sticker or a or a small um, you know, rub on tattoo or something. But man, we used to, there used to be cool little toys in oh, Cracker yeah. Jacks. I feel oh. bad for the kids now, man. They're not getting nothing. No, <laughs> you, know? you know what? I think Cracker Jacks had those little skulls, if I'm not mistaken, with the with the moving jaw where it was spring loaded. I mean, they were pretty cool, man. When I was yeah, you, you could get a little car in there or a little yeah. action figure or something. I mean, now it's like. Man, why why would you even buy it? I mean, you know that was part of the fun of buying Cracker Jacks is the toy. <laughs> the, the the reason, to be honest with you, that they stopped with that is because the Federal Trade Commission saw that you know there were, and it's true. I mean, you know how many times I bought the cereal and I went inside and I go, what? This thing's pretty yeah. small, man. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're looking at this thing and it was huge outside in the cover. But you know what? The fun of it, man. The fun that it was inside the box and stuff is what made. Like to me, going to the cereal aisle in the local supermarket oh, was it, like oh, it was going heaven, to man. a magic shop. It was heaven. But you know what, Eddie? It wasn't just what was in the box, too. It was what was on the back of the box. What was on the back of the box? You remember, man, there would be puzzles on there. There would be, you know, pictures where you'd have to find different items. There would be maze puzzles. The, now there's none of that stuff on there. I mean, you would sit down and, and you know, look at the back of the box, read the little story or, or do the maze or the crossword puzzle. You know, now, now they don't, there's none of that on it. No. One thing, though, no matter what, and, and this is really the thing that made it most exciting for me was not just the thing, was the fact that the variety, not we were, we're talking tricks. Uh, Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch had a thing called the Sea Wolf. Do you remember that? The Sea Faring Witch, I think it was, or the Sea Witch. Oh, yeah. Which was a little uh, model kit that you put together and it would, yep. you know, had a balloon. Yeah. There, there was another one, Chuck. You got to remember this one. It was like a little, it looked like a little upside down flying saucer. I remember you, that. Put, you put a balloon on it and it will fly up like a hot air balloon. Yep, I remember that. All that stuff, man. That was so phenomenal. And the greatest one, I don't remember which cereal box had it. I don't know if it was uh, Trix, if it was Captain Crunch. But there was one that bought, uh, I think there were six different magic sets. And you see, they were smart because they put it in different boxes. And in order for you to complete the thing, you had to buy six different boxes. <laughs> and sometimes you got the same thing over and over. <laughs> hey, I remember there were these stamps that they said, I forgot the name of the stamps. They they were like little rounds and they, they look like those um today they 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 call them um pokey pokey dots I, I forgot they they're like they they're about the size of a fifty cents piece they're round and back in the seventies they used to sell a book are you talking about pogs yeah they look like pogs but back in the seventies you would buy a, a a book and the book inside would be like one through a thousand. And it will be Universal Monsters one page. The other one was oh, uh, wow. soccer. And you would buy these packs for like 25 cents. And they had so many. And you put the stickers. And supposedly, if you completed the book, you got a free bike, which I don't know if anybody ever got the bike. Wow. Well, hey, but let me tell you, to get the Dracula and the Frankenstein in there that I wanted, I did finish it. But it literally took me over a year buying and, and somebody traded and gave it to me. Uh, I lost it in the fire, the, the whole book, the thing. But I, I would love to. to... Well, hey, guys, I, I hate to, to butt in here now because we could talk about cereal all night. And we'll, we might have to pick this up on uh, the next episode or something, yeah. all, all the different cereals and, and snacks and all that. But we got about a minute left here. So I'm going to close it down. And I want to say a thank you to everyone out there who is listening. Head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to our channel you know give us a, a, a nice five-star review if you so choose also head over to house of the unusual.com we have a free forum site there for you to join uh talk with some like-minded individuals there's always some cool photos going up from people's collections and stuff that they want or that they've been looking for so it's definitely a great place to uh, check out and make sure you head over to youtube and check us out on youtube subscribe to our channel like the videos every week we have new videos going up crypt of classics 
uh, Chuck's Corner. We got some unboxings going up, and uh, there might be a few surprises in there, so you never know. So always keep a lookout. So, Chuck, Eddie, thanks for joining us. Great conversation, and we definitely got to pick this up on a future podcast because, man, I could talk about cereals <laughs> all night, and I'm, I'm getting hungry for some right now. So. so, guys, thanks for joining us. Everyone out there, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. All Good right. Night. God bless. Right. Take care. God bless, guys. Bye-bye.